Hello there. This is Fort Wayne Mayor Tom Henry, and you're listening once again to the Mayor Tom Henry Podcast. Thank you for joining us. This is episode number 48, recorded on Monday, September 28th, 2020, from Citizen Square in downtown Fort Wayne. Well, with fall finally here, it's that time of year for colorful leaves, football, and for many local governments, budget season. Recently, my administration and I released our 2021 balanced budget. Now, we just released it, and it will be discussed at City Council over the the next few weeks. Now, for a deeper look at what's in the 2021 budget and how it's built, I'm pleased to be joined by City Controller Gary Moore. Gary, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Mayor. The uh, now. Our listeners, they may not be familiar with you. You're kind of uh, the man behind the scenes. Uh, I get all of the credit and you do all the work, especially in the financial area. So why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Well, I've uh, been in the uh, public finance um, realm my entire career. I have just over 40 years of experience in uh, public finance. I started um, graduated on a Friday in 1980, and on Monday I started my new job with the State Board of Accounts. And many of you won't know what the State Board of Accounts <laughs> is or does, but they audit governmental units. Mm-hmm. My first audit that I was assigned to as a young 22-year-old was the city of Fort Wayne. <laughs> and the city of Fort Wayne, of course, the second largest city, the second largest government in the state of Indiana. It was a bit overwhelming. I actually was in the city controller's office in May of 1980 and thought to myself what a, what, what a goal it would be someday. Probably would never happen, but <laughs> being city controller seemed, and here we are, 40 years later, um, I'm city controller. And I spent 11 years there, State Board of Counts audited the city of Fort Wayne every year, um, and I ended up going to work for the city in 1991, the Parks and Recreation Department, spent 27 years at Parks. Um, The fellow at the time told me rather than fight me, he was going to hire me. Bob Arnold (laughs) was the director. You were on city council. I remember Bob. (laughs) And uh, here we are. So I'm going to be finishing my career. I'm very fortunate that for anyone in my career path, this would be the top. And it's, it's really exciting. And it's well, fun to work with you. Well, I can tell the listeners that you have done a, a, a tremendous job in uh, putting Fort Wayne in an enviable position. Thank you. I do talk to other mayors on a pretty regular basis, and and uh, I'm privileged to, to take a look at some other budgets and other communities. And unquestionably, Fort Wayne is, is the envy of a lot of other cities as far as the financial condition of, of Fort Wayne. So I want to thank you for that personally. Well, you're welcome, and, but you, you had a hand in that your many years at City Council and also as mayor. So. Well, there's no question, though. You're the point person in putting together the budget. Uh, why don't you let our listeners know a little bit more about the process? You know, as, as you said, we, we have a tremendous budget, about $180 million dollars or so, and uh, almost 2,000 employees. So there's quite a process uh, that takes place behind the scenes in putting together the budget that ultimately goes to council. Uh, 
can can you tell us again a little bit about the process and the way it's designed to provide the services that we do? Sure. Um, the process starts. Um, well, well, let's go towards the end. The budget has to be approved by City Council by October 31st. So backing up from that, we start in early summer, early to mid-summer. We bring all the departments and divisions together, and we start the planning process. Uh, we look at our goals as a city, what we want to accomplish. Um, those goals are set out, of course, by you as mayor. And the division heads then start their process of we say, what are your needs to make those goals achievable? And they go back to their departments, bring their budgets um, to us in usually mid to late July. And then we go through those figures and make some adjustments. And then ultimately, um, as you know, I meet with you. Mm -hmm. And we go through those departments individually, um, make suggestions, adds or deducts, and it all comes together um middle of september and we release it generally the third week of september to the public and to our city council and then um, i introduced it last tuesday and we'll be going down i think starting october 6th i believe it is we'll be there every week and certain departments will come and talk to council and we will have our budget approved by the end of october now gary the budget for 2021 as you were uh, just explaining to everyone with the process uh, that normally takes place uh, uh, did in fact uh, take place this year, but with a little bit of a, of, a, of a curve thrown in, and that was COVID-19. You know, for the past oh, 10, 11, 12 years, uh, we, uh, we, did, we did pretty well uh, because uh, our economy nationally, uh, as well as the state and locally, we were doing okay. We had revenue coming in. We, we had challenges uh, from time to time, but nothing, nothing like COVID-19. So can you explain how that affected our budget, not just for 2021, but even beyond? Because I know we have uh, uh, a, uh, the revenue that we receive in some instances, uh, it's a little bit different than people think. Yes, when the um, COVID-19 hit, the pandemic hit, um, generally with businesses, businesses knew right away their revenues. They knew if they were going down immediately. In government, it doesn't work that way. You're always working at least one year behind, if not two years behind, as you mentioned, 2022. So, um, and just big picture, the last time someone has dealt with a pandemic, I believe it's in the 1900s, early. 1918 or something. Yes, and then the uh, Great Depression was in the 30s. Honestly, I, I, I think we all felt that we could have, could have had a Great Depression. We had in March, April, May, unemployment levels nearing, if not exceeding 20% very scary times um, the bulk of our revenues for government come in the form of property taxes and income taxes we were actually quite worried that folks were going to be able to pay their property taxes in may um, and also our income taxes obviously many people laid off at least 20 percent um, and and that 
effect won't be felt. It's kind of a complicated formula how the state determines that, but we will be feeling an impact in 2022. We don't know what that impact is. So it, what you're saying then, Gary, is the, the income taxes that people are paying in 2020, and yes. we all pay that to the state, Yes. and then the state redistributes it to, to each Correct. community based upon their own formula. Correct. But it takes them about two years to get that distribution yes. formula put together. Yes. So the income tax that's being paid in 2020, we won't get that until 2022. That is so correct. right now in 2020, we're actually living on 2018 money. That is correct. So that is correct. Now, in 2021, we will be living on 2019, which right. was a very good year Yes, our economy. 2020 is, we don't know. Yeah. I mean, there are still folks not working, and, you know, we have a lot of challenges. And what so. about the distribution of property tax? Uh, now, a property tax goes to the county. Yes. And then they redistribute it to us? Yes, and, and for the typical homeowner... Um, generally, when you pay your mortgage payment, your property tax bills are paid. You are paying it through your mortgage payment. Right. They turn around and then pay the county, who then distributes those funds to the city. And that's usually a year later. Yes. It's always a year behind so, there, too. So, so they're a year behind. The state's two years behind. Yes. So we really don't get tax money right away. People, yes. I think a lot of people yes. think that they pay it and we have it for our right. budget when, in fact, we're living one or two years in arrears. Yes, of our largest yeah. sources of revenues. And, and when I first started you know, to answer the question, most businesses, especially businesses that had to close, and restaurants and bars, they knew right away their revenues were down. Right. We don't know what ours are going to be. So right. it, it's a lot like playing, I describe it as playing darts in the dark. <laughs> you, you, we do not know yeah. what's going to happen. So we have been... We our budget that we put together is a very conservative budget, and because we have to, so many unknowns coming. Well, so, and I'm not it, trying to be doom and gloom. It's no, just no, no. it's just a reality. But, uh, well, know. let's talk about some of the expense areas that uh, our citizens have told us uh, that they would like to see continue as far as their priorities, and there were three that that have come up in the past and continue to be the three areas that seem to be the most important. And why don't you let our, our uh, listeners know uh, how we're addressing those. And that's public safety, our police and our fire department, uh, our infrastructure, which is obviously our streets and our roads and our curbs and our sidewalks, and our parks. Right. We have close to 100 parks now in our city. And those three things seem to consistently be the most important areas uh, of concern by our citizens. So how are we addressing that for the 2021 budget? Public safety, um, I believe, has always been number one priority. That's what the taxpayers tell us when they call 911 and they need help. Police, fire, EMS, that is a number one priority. Um, a lot of folks don't realize that over 70% of all the money that we spend as a city goes to public safety. And that has been our priority, will continue to be our priority. When we were faced earlier this year with um, some spending delays, I don't like to say cuts, we've had to delay some things, but the number one, number one reason that we are here is public safety. 
And also along those lines, we do operate a utility, but we that that is for our health of our um, citizens. We need to make sure that those operations that continue, that when they turn their water on or when they flush their toilet or th those um, those services must continue. And we had to make sure that those continued uninterrupted even during a pandemic. And I think all 2,000 of our city employees, they never stopped working. They continued, they were essential. And so we continued with that. Um, the second is public infrastructure improvements, the roads that we drive on. Um, there were no road and street projects that were affected at all by the pandemic. Um, citizens want their roads and taken care of, and we have not delayed any of those. We did have to delay a few what we called non-critical projects, which were really in, in the category of trails and some sidewalks, but mostly trails. We had to delay some of those, but, but that's okay. Um, those projects will continue. Some of them have already been added, put back on our list. They will be um, happening next year. And we mentioned our parks, $3 million a year that goes to um, keep our parks. We have over, I think, 2,400 acres, 86 parks. Those, those services will continue, and their parks will be improved. So, Well, Gary, uh, obviously you're, you're setting aside monies for uh, the most important areas of concern for our citizens, and, and all the rest of them are prioritized, again, based upon uh, the revenue streams that uh, are coming into our city and, and the needs and, and expressed wants and desires of our citizens. But one of the things that I'm extremely proud of is the, the fiscal discipline that you have put into place to allow us to have a savings account. Uh, we have some money set aside. Some people refer to it as a rainy day fund. Some people refer to it as, as, an, uh, as an addition to cash balance. And there's a number of terms. But for those of us uh, who have our, our own home settings, we refer to it as a savings account. Right. When I first took office, uh, we didn't have much of any. Uh, because everything that we brought in, we had to spend. But over the years, again, because of good fiscal, the fiscal discipline and the knowledge that, you know, at any given time, we could be hit with a natural disaster, we could be hit again with a pandemic like this, or other things that might cause some real disruption in, uh, in, ca in cash coming in or revenue coming in, you have set up a, a, a rainy day account or again a, a savings account uh, for uh, for the city uh, can you uh, uh, can you tell us what kind of other budget challenges that we might have uh, that where we might have to use that uh, and why it was so important to have it yes as we talked about our revenues are generally two years behind our one of our largest source of revenues income taxes we know we have a challenge coming in 2022 and you are correct going back even just to 2008 through 2012 there were periods we literally 
as you mentioned, our civil city budget for next year is about $186 million. We literally had, in a couple of those years, less than $2 million cash on hand. If you have any unexpected expenditures or unexpected revenue drops, that those were challenging times. And those were when the property tax caps were instituted by the state of Indiana. And those were very challenging slash difficult times. And to put that in perspective, we started the year 2020 in our general fund with about $27 million in cash. Um, we feel like whatever we called a storm coming in 2022, but we feel like that we have positioned ourselves to weather that storm. And will it be just a one-year challenge? It, it depends on how our economy bounces back. I feel like it's coming back. Um, our, you know, unemployment's going down, which is good. And I think we've positioned ourselves well for the future. I really do. Well, obviously, we don't know when the COVID-19 uh, situation is going to uh, uh, get under control, when we're going to be able to put our head around this and, and come up with an acceptable vaccine and so on. In the, in the meantime, as you said, we are still going to have people who have been furloughed, uh, businesses that unfortunately had to close, and whether or not they'll come back, we don't know yet. So there's right. still a lot of unknowns. Right, uh, but I do know that you value, as all of us in, in, in city administration do, uh, transparency and, the, and the, the desire to interact with the general public. We want our citizens to know where our money is, how we're spending our money. Um, how can how can our citizens uh, find out? It's it's actually quite simple. Um, go to our website, cityoffortwayne.org. Um, if you look, kind of scroll down towards the bottom right, you will see something called SmartGov. Um, we're as transparent as any governmental unit in the state of Indiana. You'll find some things. They may not be too exciting to uh, an accounting type like myself. We get excited <laughs> about these things. But I'm guessing the general public, maybe not so much, but literally every check we write as a city is on, can be found on this smart go. Every single check that we write. And I, I, you can't be much more transparent than that to see who we are paying for what that we do business, you know, with businesses that, that, that we contract with, um, you'll find that there. Every purchase order issued. Um, you'll also find our budgets that we've talked about for the last 10 years around there. We do what's called a comprehensive annual financial report. There's only literally probably 10 governmental units or less in the state of Indiana that does a comprehensive CAFR, it's called. You'll find that on there. It's 180 plus pages of, it tells everything you want to know about City of Fort Wayne finances, you will find it there. Well, obviously, so. as you said, for you and me, that's very exciting. Uh, for uh, our citizens, uh, some of it may be uh, exciting, uh, some of it may not be so much, but it's there. And, and it's, it's their money that we right. have been entrusted with, and, and they sh the citizens deserve to know how their money is being spent, and they will find it there. So. And if they have any questions, they can obviously call, email. Yep. And I get questions weekly from the public, um, emails especially, wanting to know what we paid, why we issued a purchase order to a certain company. 
and we answer those questions. Well, probably one of the most important questions I can ask you uh, is actually out of the realm a little bit of finance, and that is I, I did some research and I found out that you were a White Sox fan. Now, you know I'm a Cubs fan. I heard that. Yeah, yes. I'm and still trying to think of a way to get you converted, but that's yeah, okay. That's not, Go ahead. not going to happen. <laughs> Uh, now, both of our teams have made it to uh, the playoffs. So uh, could you imagine a, a Cubs-White Sox World Series? I'm generally not a nervous person, but I think I would be nervous if that <laughs> happened. I'd be nervous for now, the city of Chicago. Yes, yes. The, um, I've been a lifelong White Sox fan. People ask me why, and I'm not really sure. I just, you know, we're just attracted to a team. Unfortunately, we ended our season with the Cubs beating us yesterday, yes. and as I'm sure you're aware of, uh, yes. and may have noted. So, but no, it's all in good fun. Um, I, I'm a uh, just a baseball fan to the core. Mm-hmm. I love watching baseball. I think you do too. I do. And it is fun. It is fun to needle each other. We haven't had quite the success recently as the Cubs have, <laughs> and we are definitely in the minority as being a White Sox fan. We're small but mighty, let's just say that. <laughs> well, I could get into quite a discussion about the, the Cubs this year. When you when you play five or six games and only score a couple of runs, that, that's, that's kind of disheartening. It but is. the last couple of games, we, we finally broke that. Yes. Yep. Well, Gary, this has been uh, a great discussion today, and, and I'm, uh, I want to thank you so much for giving me the time and, and helping our citizens uh, – understand the budget process in the city it's it's a very uh complex uh environment in many ways but you've been able to to break it down in more uh, simplistic terms for all of us so i really want to thank you for that uh and for your entire team i know you've got a, a an army behind you that work every day to try to make sure that our money is is spent wisely uh and i also want to thank you our listeners for for tuning in today It is another great day in the city of Fort Wayne. Let's keep our momentum going. This is Mayor Tom Henry, and we'll see you next time.